Welcome back to the Welcome Matt's podcast. I'm Reverend Matt. I'm regular Matt. And uh, we're sorry for leaving you with nothing to step to for so long. Uh, we are so fortunate to have friend of the podcast. I think it's right multiple times. Is that like friend? Our first just multiple it. timer, actually. First, our first friend of the podcast. <laughs> We have uh, Kerry Kubota, which uh, is it going to inspire this season? We're calling them seasons, right? Yeah. Of uh, the Welcome Matt's podcast. So uh, I I believe you had some some inspiration, Matt. Is that what happened? Uh, yeah, I follow Kerry uh, intently on her Instagram, and I'm always like watching her stories and stuff. And uh, at the <laughs> beginning, or was it the end of last year or the beginning of this year? Uh, yeah, end of last year. Yeah, end of so December. She, on her story, she posted kind of a 2021 wrap up of things that inspire you, like words that describe who you are. And I was like, wow, we should just do this for the whole pandemic and we'll make it a season and we're going to steal all her ideas and we're going to make them our own and we're going to run with it. I'm okay. As long as you, uh, you know, admit to it. It's yeah. all good. Yeah. We just, you know, <laughs> well, we don't really well, have we original ideas. We, we, uh. We just try to run with what we got. <laughs> I'm here for it. All right. Yeah. So it's it's uh, such an incredible, uh, I suppose, chunk of time that we've spent in this pandemic. Like we, I don't think anyone envisioned us, you know, having to go through this for so long. But because of that, we really can have this like retrospective where uh, we we really we're like truly different people from the beginning of the pandemic into now and so seeing that growth that all has had to go through through you know all the uh, these difficult times um i think it would be it'll be really interesting to to talk to everybody this season and you know what what uh what better way to start than uh with the the one who inspired it all so um what um i guess inspired you to to put that post out there or was there anything you were looking for or um, I guess just kind of the mentality behind um, the post that you were starting out with? Yeah, well, first of all, thank you for having me back and you guys are too kind, giving me way too much credit. Um, but I, I do appreciate this opportunity to be back on the mats. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I guess what really inspired that was what exactly what you had said. Um, we had just gone through, you know, two long years, um, long and short years, and we are very different people. And I think in 2020, I kind of felt like everyone was trying to navigate and find their bearings and figure out what the heck is going on. Um, in 2021, it kind of felt like we all were like, okay, we have accepted that this is what's happening. And we are doing different things and trying to yeah, I guess still live, follow our path and keep going on our journey. And uh, throughout 2021, I, I really feel like I did change a lot. And towards the end of the year, I kind of realized that I had spent so much time keeping my head down and just working really hard for my clients and feeling so grateful to have so much work inflow uh, still happening. And um I kind of forgot about creating for myself as an artist. Like that's the reason why I'm doing all of this is uh, I love creating for my clients and I love um, connecting with other people through my art. However, I had not visited my, my creative side for a while. 
and um, towards the end of the year, I kind of was feeling very uh, reflective and thinking back on everything that had happened. And I, I thought, I'm, I must not be the only person feeling this way. Um, I know at the end of the year, everyone is kind of thinking back on everything that has happened and looking ahead to what's to come. And so I decided to take that idea and just do it for myself, um, design these stories where it gave people the opportunity to reflect. And normally when I've seen those in the past, it's just text, it gives you room for text, but I wanted to have it be more um, engaging. And a lot of people have been taking on photography and taking new photos and you know capturing different memories in that sense. So I wanted to have it be um, interactive and have space for photos and text. So I put together a few different slides, just having people uh, reflect upon their year. And it was really cool because I, I started, you know, I did it for myself and I had fun reflecting on my year. And I really had no idea um, if other people were going to do it, but a lot of people did. So it was really cool to see other people uh, reflecting and not everything is um, always good. There's a lot of challenges. So, um, but also, we also learned so much from that. And I tried to cover all my bases, you know, <laughs> good things, bad things, what kind of challenges did you have and overcome? How did you grow? What are you looking forward to? Um, yeah, all of that stuff. So it was really fun to connect with people in that sense to just seeing people I didn't know reshare the stories and all of that. That's, I mean, just incredible, yeah, that you could have um, so much of a, a, a reach to all these people. I mean, that is definitely one of the things from uh, the pandemic is that we're, we've been connecting to people in like such different ways now, right? Because we have to. It's so easy when you're able to go outside and like talk to somebody and like, you know, the essentially basic like human interaction, just like face-to-face -face talking. Um, but because of this challenge, it does open up a lot of those channels to get really creative with um, how you're interacting with anybody. So, I mean, you know, as Matt mentioned, we're not very creative. So <laughs> it's, it's always amazing to me when, you know, when people who are actually creative can do something and, you know, it, it definitely shows uh, the, the talent and just ingenuity. So, um, you know, I, I really, uh, I don't know, I'm just, just in awe of like how you're able to, you know, do something uh, like that. Was there anyone in like particular that really stood out to you? Um, hmm. not really that I can think of. Um, but what I, I must say that I think it's really awesome that people were uh, so willing to share. Um, it was really cool to, I think my favorite slide, although it might have been the hardest one to read, was the challenges I overcame or I'm overcoming. Um, because reading everyone's different stories um, about what they're going through or what they have gone through is super inspiring. And, you know, you never know what people are going through and you just see what they post on Instagram and you think, oh, they're fine, they're happy, life is great for them. Um, but you really don't know what people are going through. And so, um, yeah, it was just really awesome that people felt willing uh, to share, they're willing enough to share their story and um, vulnerable, put, put themselves out there to be vulnerable and share that with their audience. 
absolutely um it's it's definitely uh something which doesn't happen a lot in the like social media age where you're allowing other people to see this like flawed or suffering side of you right like we've developed this culture where you're only showing the best parts of you and and the same way like you're only seeing the best parts of other people and so it also puts this like internal pressure on yourself that you have to be doing okay you have to be going out and doing stuff i mean not right now but you know before and like eating whatever you have to be keeping up essentially with with everybody um and so like having the the flip side of that where people do share um that kind of vulnerability is uh, just incredible and i mean i wonder if like as it's this collective suffering that we're all going through you know this kind of collective trauma that all of us had to endure um, perhaps that opens up those kind of channels where you you know you're hurting you know other people are hurting you know and maybe you don't necessarily know how or or why uh, or in what way but um, because you know, we all kind of share in, in that um, that hurt, it, it makes it easier for us to maybe talk about it. So I don't know. I mean, like, have you have you experienced um, that kind of opening up, or are you feeling being able to be more vulnerable uh, in any way from you know since I guess the beginning of the pandemic? Have you felt like opened up in any more, or can you maybe about the same? <laughs> You're already like super vulnerable, so it's okay. Yeah. No, I. Um... Yeah, I, I think on social media, like you said, it's everyone tries to post. It's, um, it's basically calculated. You know, everyone is trying to post their best pose or their best picture. Yeah, um, but at the same time, I think there is that balance where there are people who are being super vulnerable, posting themselves in the worst poses or in the worst lighting or, you know, just being super raw and showing that hey we're human and we're not always perfect and um i have seen you know stories or videos of um ceos of big businesses having a bad day and it's just them posting a video of themselves crying and talking about hey i was having a rough day and you know we're all going through something and this is what's going on and it's okay that I have emotions and just seeing, you know, seeing people put themselves out there like that is, I think you just automatically feel connected with them in a way because it's a, it's a raw human emotion. And it's so, um, it's, it's so genuine in a way that they're not even trying. Um, and so actually I think, yeah, towards the end of last year, I was just really feeling, uh, a lot of weight of the world. And as an artist, because I haven't been inspired to create, I think I um, just kind of lost touch of that side of me. And I was doing a lot of reflecting about all of that. And um, I don't know what came over me, but I would never like post a story of myself crying with no makeup and just, you know, being super emotional. But because of the fact that I have seen people do that, I'm like, you know, it's okay. It's okay to do that. And every time in the past where I have been vulnerable um, and stepped outside my comfort zone to share a story or to share something I'm going through, I always find that there's so many other people that reach out to me and are saying that what I'm saying is resonating with them, whatever, whatever that may be. Like they may not be going through the exact same thing as me, but they feel that 
internal struggle that everyone is going through. And I think because I have this platform and I know that my mission is to inspire happiness, um, I think I put that pressure on myself where, okay, I'm not inspired. I don't really feel inspired as an artist and I'm not doing what inspires my happiness. So I can't, I can't post anything. I can't do this until I feel ready. And that's just me being human. And I think um, the more that you accept that and you go through your emotions and you, you don't have to share everything, you know, but I think it's okay to share things when you do, when you don't feel your best. And I think that helps people to realize that, yeah, social media is <laughs> not everything that you think it is. And people are just posting when they feel their best. And I think it's refreshing to see that people can post their raw and real self and it can still resonate with people. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I feel like authenticity, you know, that sense of being genuine that you mentioned, it, it is something that really people um, absolutely, you know, like you said, they connect with. And I feel like there's something, something there where I don't know if it's like trust or, or something, but like, you know, you have that connection uh, where if it's uh, the flip side of it, right, like you said, calculated, there's this like kind of wall almost between, you know, the, the, the two people. So when you have that authenticity of being, you know, who you are, then it kind of comes down and allows a much more uh, genuine interaction and just, you know, how, how powerful that you were able to uh, take that kind of inspiration of other people expressing themselves and then, you know, yourself inspire uh, other people. And so creating this kind of chain effect of allowing people to be vulnerable. Um, again, you know, uh, one of these like silver linings of the pandemic where, you know, we're, we're breaking through kind of these um, bad, I don't know, habits or, or culture, I suppose, that we've created with social media and now allowing us to be a little more human on them instead of being these like marketing robots or something. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, even though uh, my mission is to inspire happiness, um, there's a second part of that and it's inspire happiness through my art and human connection. And I think that the human connection part is a wide scale scope of, you know, there's, there's so much in that. And um, to me, inspiring happiness means just being honest and being truthful to, you know, what you're, what you're going through and happiness is not always, you know, being happy, but it could be, it could mean being honest with yourself and guiding you down that path towards true happiness and sometimes it's taking a few steps back to realize what, un to truly understand what that happiness means to you. Um, and so in that sense, um, I think in, in those moments when I'm questioning, should I post this or should I, should I do this or should I share this? It's like, I think about what am I, what, what's the point of it? It's not to have, it's not for, you know, people to respond or for people to feel bad for me. It's me being truthful and honest with how, what I'm going through and sharing that with my audience in hopes to inspire other people's happiness along their path and know that they're not alone and that people do struggle. And yeah, I think that's something I, I kind of just realized because I always put the, um, I put everything on happiness and it's always about like being happy and being inspired. And I feel like that's a very positive thing, but it can also be um, you have to exp 
experience bad days do you have a happy day there's a balance to everything yeah absolutely yeah, I think I think the one thing that I'll say about you Carrie and like your kind of shift and, and like I don't know if I don't know if maybe I just notice it or just because we talk and like we talk about these kind of things so it, you can kind of see the shift in like your mindset of the things you're posting I'd say like you really do hit a good balance of you know trying to inspire people to be happy and then also kind of like the realities of you can't be that way all the time and I've and I think that's one of the things that like really drew me to this season's theme in that like I think there's a lot to look forward to going going into the future but like right now it's a good time to be reflective as well and like that may be you know touching on some of the hardships we went through but like I I distinctly remember you posting that and I just was thinking about it a lot and then that in conjunction with your end of the year thing it was like it really got me thinking about how you know the pandemic has really changed a lot of our mindsets of how we feel like happiness is I guess in some ways like it used to be going out and doing a bunch of stuff and now like it could be just being at home spending time with your family like you kind of cherish those kind of things a little bit more but I think I think the rawness of like your emotions and your thoughts have really like I'm biased I suppose but like taking it to the next level I think Oh, thank you. I mean, yeah, I, I, you are like, you know, always five-star review, amazing fan, amazing friend. I will, all I will give you all the five-star reviews. Yeah. <laughs> I will recommend everybody uh, go to oh my goodness, Our Garden yeah. Collective and follow her. <laughs> yes, I do appreciate it. And, um, you know, it's because of people like you and the engagement that I do get that is always a very humble reminder to me that I am, you know, following my right path. And when I do question, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing enough? Should I talk about this? Should I not? I don't, it, it, when people say things like that to me, it's just such a, like I said, humble reminder that I am doing the right thing. And I think a lot of people have so many thoughts and are going through so much and don't um, feel that they can talk to people in their families about that or people in their life uh, that, that they're close to. So, you know, I have had people reach out to me through DMs and um, messaging me and letting me know that, you know, thank you so much for bringing up this topic. It's given me, um, it's given me different things to think about and I'm able to, uh, you know, express my feelings with you and talk to you about it because you're providing us that space. And so that is just so amazing to hear because sometimes I feel like I post things and it's not like everything that I post gets like 50 responses. Like sometimes there's one response and sometimes I get no responses. I'm like, okay, that, that didn't hit anyone, but it doesn't mean I, I regret posting it. It's just, I enjoy engaging with my audience. And so I try, um, I just see what people will respond to. And, um, yeah, I am very grateful for having this opportunity to have this platform and pretty much all the engagement I get is positive. Um, but there is a balance to it. And I have had, you know, people like the trolls commenting different things or whatever, but it's just that it is what it is. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep following my path. And yeah, there's a balance. <laughs> That's good. I, you know, I wish we were so popular that we had haters. 
<laughs> no, we, we haven't gotten that big yet. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you know you're doing something right when people are hating on yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, we, we have the opposite problem of everyone just tells us we're doing a good job and we're like, Yeah, are we? It's the golf clap. Yeah. It's the golf yeah. Yeah. Yay. It's like you're getting the Yay. participation trophy. <laughs> oh oh uh, my gosh. Well, you you keep uh you kept touching on uh this this idea of like um a, a path you know and like balance and um you know those are definitely two aspects of uh buddhism that we're we're always hearing about how we have to have this balance in our lives and um buddhism is a path you know it isn't a destination necessarily and so i feel like that's uh i mean that really resonates with me in in the sense that um you know if your your goal is happiness, inevitably, um, you're going to come across like unhappy times, right? No one can be happy all the time. And when you start to put your pr pressure on yourself to do that, then that's when you really, you know, can suffer mentally. Um, but this uh, idea of having to go through difficult things um, on your path to get to happiness in like the uh, artistic sense, I think, um, really makes sense um when you see so much art has been done through the the pain that you know the artist is feeling um whether it's uh sadness um you know anger these these different things and being able to express that in whatever medium they have uh i think it it works as a way for them to like you know get get through whatever it is that they're going through and then hopefully end up on the other side uh you know with with happiness but i mean like the I don't know why the the image that always comes to my head is like future in the booth, like dropping a bunch of albums after he breaks. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, some of the best music is made after you know, some of these people break up. I don't know the Taylor right? Swift songs, like that's another yeah. one, right? I but mean, so, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, like, I, I was curious about your, uh, I guess, artistic process right you, you were saying that you were kind of stuck and you needed to to get something going do you have like a process do you do you work through you know emotions like that um in any way um or is it you know much more fluid and you just kind of do whatever but yeah it's like not artists I'm, I'm always curious what you know <laughs> artists do to 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 get to that point of creating you know something out of nothing so mm -hmm. I, was, yeah, I was curious um, yeah, uh, well, I think that kind of going back to what you were mentioning and what I had said about just, you know, being my best self as an artist and trying to inspire happiness, um, I think I'm realizing that uh, that art can also be created from, yeah, from not just being your best self and being happy, but also from grief. Uh, or, you know, anything really. I'm realizing that I can create my art and be like advocating for many different things and using it to express emotion, whether it's sadness or happiness or heartbreak or, you know, love or advocating for something that is close to me. And I think um, as an artist and as a designer, I am able to uh, take that emotion and channel it through my art, which I feel very grateful to have this platform to do so. Um, and in the past, you know, when I've been, you know, sad or um, not feeling my best self, my immediate thought wasn't to, oh, let me create art. It's going to make me feel better. <laughs> but I think now I use it more so as a means to channel my emotions. Um, 
So if I feel like angry or very like disturbed by current events, I, I think of how can I channel this into my art and make it also um, uh, educational? Because sometimes I, I, I feel like my, uh, my platform that I have, I sort of, I feel like I have a semi-responsibility um, to myself and to my audience to be honest and to like voice my opinion on these things. And so, um, of course, like when I create for my clients, there are certain things I have to do. I have to get my coffee. I have to like get in the right mindset. I got to answer emails. You know, I have to do all that to create for my clients. But as an artist, when I create for myself, um, number one is just making time for it. Um, I always say I don't have time to create for myself, but I always have time. I just need to make time for it. Um, and so I think as an artist, it's, it's hard to just force yourself to create. I can create for my clients because it's, you know, I, I know what I'm doing, but when it comes to my art, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> so, uh, I think, uh, I do put my pressure, put pressure on myself in that sense. But, um, I think it's, uh, it's making time to do it, but also creating when I feel compelled to do something. So if I have an idea or if I, want to do, um, you know, create something or execute an idea. Uh, a lot of times in the past, I've kind of just, okay, I don't have time for it, maybe later. And that list has grown to be endless and I forget all those things. So if it's, you know, the right time and I'm sitting at home and I'm working on a client's project, but I have an idea or I feel compelled to create something, sometimes I'll just step away from that and I'll execute my idea because I feel like in the past, I've viewed that as wasting my time or not really being dedicated to my art, but I've shifted my perspective to see that as being more dedicated to myself as an artist and honoring, yeah, honoring myself as an artist and doing that for myself instead of acting like it doesn't matter. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I feel like that's um, part of uh, like a lesson that I had to learn through the pandemic wasn't necessarily you know, creating art or anything, but <laughs> like taking time, you know, for, for yourself and doing something for yourself. Uh, we have this mentality uh, through like the work culture that we exist in that um, rest is like a reward kind of thing, right? Where you only deserve rest if you've like worked really hard or you completed something, but that's not I mean, the mentality that we should have really like rest is something that we need. It's something that we should make time for that we should allow ourselves to have I mean, not allow, but we just we should be having, you know, rest uh, in, in whatever way, if it's physically just like resting, or if you're doing something for yourself, whether it's um, a hobby, if you're creating art, if you're um, doing something, you know, simply for, like you said, you know, the benefit of yourself, of honoring yourself and, and who you are. Uh, that's something that uh, I, I've also had that like perspective shift of like, I, I can't, you know, be like, oh, I have to get something done. There's so much more that I could work on, you know, for work or around the house or something. Uh, you know, there's no time for me to like take time and just enjoy myself. But like, if you end up doing that, you get burned out, you lose your, you know, creative uh, ability. And so like, that's um, definitely one of the lessons that, you know, probably I knew and everyone else knew, but like it starts to really take shape and, and form during uh, 
the pandemic because uh, we were also mentally weighed down by everything that we had we had to do something for ourselves otherwise we were just going to lose it so i'm glad that um you know you you were able to really find that for yourself and um you know i'm sure it it, it really helps you in, in like all aspects of your life so that's good to hear uh, yeah it's pretty it's crazy how the pandemic has really affected everyone so vastly differently because some people, you know, it forced them to slow down and some people are so grateful for that and other people just can't stand it. And, you know, it's some people are like loving that they can just stay at home and other people are like, I need to go outside. <laughs> and <laughs> it's just, it's interesting. And so I think even more so we're all just, it, that's a reminder that we're all on our own path and that this is affecting everyone differently. And in turn is, uh, you know, causing different challenges and different struggles that we we may not understand. And um, so I think because of that, it's, you know, forced a lot of us to slow down and to reflect a lot upon the life we are living and what we take for granted and, um, you know, the things that, yeah, the things that uh, are close to us and just time is going by so fast. And so it's just really hard. It, it feels like we're just keeping up with everything. Um, just, I feel like I'm constantly just trying to keep up with everything. Um, and something I was just, you know, looking at the questions that you guys sent me and I was just thinking about how like um, that time is just the pers my perspective of time from before the pandemic to like now and everything's from then it feels like a dream, but time is still moving. Like when the beginning of the pandemic, I was, I just turned 30 and now I'm 32. And it's like, what? I felt like we were on standby, just waiting for life to happen. But two years have passed and <laughs> life is happening. So we just have to, yeah, we, we just have the time to do what we want to do. It's just about making it, making the time for it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the like you said, it's like a, it was like a long, but it was a short time because uh, it feels like, you know, you, it, I absolutely agree with you. You think it's like, oh, yeah, you know, in 2019, which was like yesterday, but like it, it's been a long time. And um, the the I feel like I, I feel it the most when I'm around um, my friends and family that have like young children because so much can happen they develop so much in in two years and you don't realize it um until like you see them again and you're just oh that's right like so much time has passed uh since then um so i mean it's it's like you said everyone um has to kind of come to terms with how they're uh, dealing with themselves hopefully hopefully we can all like slow down um, a little bit because uh, it um, is a reminder that time will go by fast and we have to kind of savor you know all these these moments that we have because um, you know I really hope we never have to have a, a pandemic at least in our lifetimes but you know it, it could happen again and then like in a blink of an eye two years ago by again right so we, we really have to like take everything that we can you know can't really take anything for granted definitely yeah but you yeah so and then you also um mentioned uh you know trying to um I guess what was it your your responsibility in expressing your opinion um and so i was wondering if you could 
expand on that. Um, you know, you did mention how you were trying to use uh, your platform to, you know, express yourself, you know, to connect with others. But in terms of like expressing your opinion, how has that become uh, to feel kind of like a, a responsibility? Is that something that happened like recently or you know, have you always kind of felt like you've had that kind of responsibility? Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> I, okay. Yes, it is something recent. No, I haven't felt like it was always my responsibility. Um, I think I, I'm not sure if I touched on this the last, in the last podcast, but I, I think really the catalyst to all of it was the, the black lives matter movement and, um, how we were all affected by it. Thinking about, you know, the, um, our friends in our lives and people, you know, who we're close with, who were deeply affected by that. And then it, um, I think that really uh, gave a lot of people the opportunity to speak up in ways that they had not in the past. And I think as a, as an Asian, a Japanese American woman, especially, we're taught to not speak up. We're taught to just be respectful and keep our mouth shut and just keep our head down. And that's, kind of how I have been in the past. And I think slowly finding my voice and realizing that I can think for myself and I do have my own thoughts and opinions. And sometimes I agree with people and sometimes I don't. It doesn't need to be an argument, but I can formulate my own thoughts and I can speak up for things that matter. And I think all those things in the past I had just not really realized was available to me like oh you mean I can speak up on my platform about something that I care about and (laughs) and it can be a positive experience I never thought that that could happen um and so you know when um there was and still continues to be Asian hate um and I think stemming from this pandemic um even more so that hit closer to home and made me even more determined to you know educate my my audience myself first of all and also educate my audience and people who do follow me and um I felt like it in the past you know my grand my grandpa he was he's a veteran so he fought in world war ii and my grandparents were on my other side were both interned and so they struggled and went through their hardships and did you know they did what they needed to needed to do at that time to fight for their freedom and to fight for what was right. And so right now, I think while it's a very different time, I think that's where I feel my responsibility is to continue that fight through what, what I'm trying to do. And that's like, you know, create, create my art and use my platform to educate my audience and learn together because I'm not saying that I know everything and this is exactly how you should think and this, you know, but it's, we're learning together. And I think that um, that's how I feel. It's my responsibility is to continue the fight that my, the past generations have been fighting for us to have the freedom to speak on these, you know, on these topics and the freedom of speech to express our opinions. And so, yeah, if we have that freedom, I'm gonna do that respectfully. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't know when uh, this is going to post or we're going to post this one, but it, as we're recording this, the uh, yesterday was the, the day of remembrance, right? It was um, 
the anniversary of Executive Order 9066, the signing of it, which um, in turn all the uh, people of Japanese ancestry um, in the, the concentration camps. And so, um, you know, it, it is very fresh, I guess, in my mind, because yesterday I was able to attend like uh, a Zoom, uh, I guess, commemoration uh, of uh, Executive Order 9066. So my um, auntie uh, in San Diego was hosting something virtual. So everything happened and they were showing um, uh, a lot about the, the redress movement um, and getting you know, reparations for what had happened. And part of that was uh, giving testimony um, you know, to the government about what had happened. And it's heartbreaking to hear all the things that, uh, that they went through. And it's important that we remember, you know, those kind of things that it never happens again. Um, but then also, as you said, you know, we're continuing this fight for, um, people to be treated like equally to be treated well. And, uh, one of the things that really stood out for me was, um, there were some, what is it like instigators or you know people who were uh trying to to break up what was happening and this um you know white woman comes over and is trying to take these papers away from uh a, a veteran like someone who fought literally for their country and um you know she's trying to uh essentially like shut him down, shut him up from expressing the, the reality of, of what happened, this terrible thing that happened to you know, all these people. So that uh, happened, you know, obviously after the camps. And when you look at um, what's happening right now, it's hard to feel like we've come very far. Right? It's just kind of like, yeah, something changed, but it's kind of hard to, to say what it was. Um, so there's definitely uh, a lot of work to, to be done. And, um, a, a huge part of that is just, um, you know, remembering and, and educating people that don't know and, uh, learning, like you said, together, what these next steps that we can take to, um, hopefully, you know, help, of course, uh, people of Japanese descent, um, you know, Asian Americans to be, uh, not living in fear, but, you know, all, all the people, uh, that we're, we're around, you know, if none of them can live in fear, then that's really what's going to be the, the goal for us to all be happy, right? Trying to inspire that kind of happiness. So, you know, and it's just, I'm, I'm uh, deeply humbled that, um, you know, you're doing this kind of work. And it just, it, it inspires me that I, I need to be doing more <laughs> to, to be like fighting this fight. So I, I you know, I, I thank you for, for everything that you've been doing. <laughs> Oh, thank you. I mean, I think everyone, I, I believe you being a reverend is already giving back to the community and having, you know, podcasts like this and allowing people to share their thoughts and I think is, is great. And yeah, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. Um, I was, you know, it's kind of bittersweet, um, you know, what happened yesterday, you know, um, making it the day of remembrance. It's amazing. Um, I wish my grandparents were here to see that. Um, but also I, yeah, when I was reading everything about how, you know, we're ashamed and it was very un-American and this was a dark time in history. And while all of that is true, 
I feel like, yeah, we're still kind of living in that reality because a lot of people are still struggling in this way. And although yeah, it's taken so long to realize that and apologize for what has happened, we can't sit around and act like nothing that that's not happening still. That's still happening in many ways in very severe to like to very, you know, very severely all over the world. And so it's just, it's amazing for us as Japanese Americans. And that's like a small victory for us. But I think as humans, as humankind, we still have a lot to go. We, we have a lot to fight for. And so even more so, it, it, it motivates me and gives me hope that, okay, if we can be here as Japanese Americans, we have, and we can achieve this through our resiliency and our strength, um, how can we help others to, you know, to reach this point also. And it's not like the formal apology fixes everything, but I think just the acknowledgement that this was wrong, we made mistakes and your communities were so strong through this and we need to, you know, continue to encourage you to build. Uh, I think a lot of communities still need that. <laughs> and yeah, so uh, we're still fighting. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, the apology, like fighting for that so hard is really just the first step of like, okay, now we can start like actually, you know, doing something and you're absolutely yeah. right that it's, it should, um, I don't know if it should, but it, it emboldens me of, uh, in that same way of, you know, we're so fortunate to be in this position that how could we not try to help others um you know people who are more disadvantaged um if if we were able to come from something like that you know it's, yeah. it's so selfish when you hear people think about like ah well they should you know pull themselves up by their bootstraps or something yeah yeah but i wish all it took was a formal apology and then everything was better but you know it's just a tiny step in the right direction though so that's um you know something obviously very um, close to, you know, your heart, the heart of so many people um, that share uh, that same kind of uh, like genetic or what is it? Generational you know, trauma where, where we're definitely influenced by that. Um, are there any other, um, I suppose, causes that are, are, I'm sure there's plenty of causes that uh, you're, you're very passionate about, but is there any um, maybe that you're a little more passionate about or, or, you know, like something else that uh, you feel you'd like to um, educate more people on, use your platform a little more to speak on, or I don't know, any, anything like that or something that interests you. Is there, is there another, um, yeah, like maybe a cause or something that that's been uh, more central to, to uh, where you're at right now? Yeah, um, I guess the two main things uh, that are closest to me are, yeah, just the two things I identify with being from Hawaii and being full Japanese. And so, uh, you know, the, the Jap our, um, our ancestors and our past generations and Japanese uh, have struggled. Um, and I wouldn't say they're uh, the pinpointing on struggle in this generation. However, I think Asians are, uh, we're still a minority. And I think, like I said, because of this pandemic, Asians uh, have endured different 
struggles that should not be happening, unfortunately. Um, and so I think that, yeah, I feel very close to, um, I guess, the native Hawaiians and the history of Hawaii and um, being a current resident here. And also my history of, you know, my grandparents and being Japanese. And I think feeling um, my duty in this generation is to do my best to educate myself on the history of both and um, how we can move forward and, you know, help these communities, how I can help be a part of helping these communities become stronger and to move forward in the right direction, I suppose. Um, I will say, like, like I forgot when you posted it. It, it might have been like last late last year. You posted about um, like people going on vacation to Hawaii, and like um, you know how like the land is slowly disappearing. And I feel like as, as a native to, or not as a native, but like as a resident of Hawaii, you've been very like outspoken about in a good way, like about like um, people going in vacationing. And I know we've talked about this, like just texting about how like we want to come, but like, is it responsible for us to, and that, and I, I just kind of maybe like give us some of your opinions on that a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's, I would say I'm very, uh, I would, I think I'm very in the middle <laughs> Um, like I understand both sides as in I understand the struggles and the challenges that the Native Hawaiians are going through and um, why they're so upset about our current situations and that the pandemic is literally just the cherry on top of all these underlying issues. Um, but I also have friends and family who love visiting Hawaii and they're not bad people. Um, you know, they'll come and support local and that's amazing. But I think there's so much more to just the system and the government and how it's set up to cater to tourists. And um, essentially the locals are the ones that are, you know, ha reaping, <laughs> um, having all these consequences and not really not able to have the benefits that they should. Um, and so I've had a lot of people ask me, you know, what like our conversations and have had friends ask me, is it okay if I come or what do you think about this? And um, I, I appreciate people asking my opinion. And while I'm one of many opinions, um, I just try to be as honest as I can. Um, and that is that we can't, we as people can't like physically close the gates. Like we can't say no more tourists. We can petition, we can, you know, go and literally bang at the doors of the Capitol and say stop or, you know, we can, we, but the doors are open. Tourists are coming, the hotels are open. Um, you know, there's so, and that is amazing. Amazing for our economy, um, the small businesses, because when we were closed, so many small businesses had to shut down and that was awful. Um, but I just really, I truly believe that the way the system is set up is set so that the tourists will fund everything. And I really don't believe that the locals and the natives were ever really given the chance to support our economy because there is money here. There's filthy rich people here. Um, 
And I think that um, once the floodgates opened, it kind of was like everyone just felt helpless, like, okay, what do we do now? And so we just have to work with what's happening. And like, so if the terrorists are going to come in, we just have to do our best to educate them. And while it's not our job to educate them, we have to just, you know, maybe just guess that they're not going to be educated when they come in. So we may have to do some educating. And even if that's just, you know, telling them don't touch the wildlife or directing them to a local uh, to support <laughs> to support a local business um, or telling them please don't geotag this spot or just just being respectful of Hawaiian history and Hawaiian culture. Um, I think that's pretty general. That's very basic knowledge. Um, but a lot of people don't really have that common sense. So I, I think that if people do want to come visit, um, it would be of their best interest to one, do as much research as you can about the history of Hawaii and how it was colonized and how tourism impacts Hawaii um, and how that's directly affecting the locals um, and the natives and how everything is pushing them out of homes and pushing them out of what they deserve <laughs> and what they have rights to. Um, so it's really sad. and. Well, I, I don't want to say no tourists. It's just if the tourists are going to come, we just ask that you be as respectful as possible. Um, and we do appreciate the people who are, you know, aware and conscious of the situation and are postponing their trips. And um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's sad because I feel like the, the native Hawaiians are just viewed as angry and they're like, oh, the Hawaiians are just angry. <laughs> and I feel like that's such an ignorant statement because you just really, if you're, if you think that it's because you don't understand the history and the past and what they had to endure and what they're still going through today. So. Yeah. It's... <laughs> you look like you were going to say something. So I was like waiting for you to go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was because I wasn't sure how to like wrap it up to be like, yeah, that's sad. So, yeah, see you yeah. next week. Um, <laughs> it's not um, like we haven't done it before. Yeah, um, I actually I do have a fun story that I can share uh, that could be fun to wrap it up, but I just want to make sure it's like <laughs> it will wrap everything up. Okay, so. Since the last podcast, since the last podcast aired, um, I had a, a guy reach out to me through um, Instagram, and he was actually the father of uh, uh, five Japanese children that he and his wife adopted from Japan. And he heard the podcast and he was um, he and his family were actually coming to visit Hawaii and um, asked if I could take photos of their family while they were here. And so I thought this would be like a really awesome opportunity to meet them and to like connect with them, but also, um, you know, educate them on what's going on and direct them to local businesses. And um, it was very, it was awesome because it all worked out and I got to meet their five kids and they were all like, I think under 10 years old. So they were so cute and so adorable and just talking to them and seeing how genuine they were and seeing how they 
really just wanted to support local while they were here was super refreshing. Um, and I, I just really am so grateful for the opportunity like this and to have my platform to make these deeper connections. And I think that there are good people in the world. And there, like I said, again, there's a balance to everything, but making these connections with people who are, um, you know, willing to step outside of their comfort zone and do things that are going to help their communities or even communities that they care about um, is super refreshing. And so part of the reason why this family had reached out to me was because they listened into my the podcast and listened to my story about um, overcoming certain things and, you know, reconnecting with my roots and being Japanese. Um, I think that made uh, inspired them to reach out to me to maybe ask certain things so that um, they can connect more with their children. And they said that, you know, they hope that when their kids grow up, that they can have that sense of appreciation for their culture. And so I, yeah, I really appreciate this opportunity. And you may not think that you're reaching a wide audience, but apparently you are. You are reaching a very wide audience and making connections to people that you don't even know. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that with us. Because, yeah, me and Matt at the end of all this, we're always just like, I hope someone listens to this. I don't know. <laughs> Usually we think we're just like talking to our friends because they're the only ones that are like, you guys are doing a great job. We're like, but if you're the only people listening, we should just call you on the phone and we'll just <laughs> record that at some point. This could just be like a happy hour Zoom session. It, like, maybe, why are we? <laughs> maybe that'll be next season. We're going to steal that idea too. Yeah. <laughs> There'll just be people dropping in and out of the Zoom calls. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, thank you guys. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I do. Yeah. So that's, that was a great, that was a great way to, to wrap it up. Thank you so much again <laughs> for, for coming on and um, you know, hopefully we can uh, continue to um, inspire people or inspire these connections, you know, together. Uh, I think maybe I hold back a little bit just because like, it sounds kind of hokey or like cheesy, which um, I, it doesn't when you say it, when you say it, it sounds cool, but I feel like when I say it, it's kind of like, yeah, I'm going to go out and inspire people. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> this like, I don't know, other personality that I'm trying to like sell or market something. But I mean, I, I think I should, I, I need to embrace it. You, you've inspired me to kind of embrace that and that mentality of like what I'm doing. I do have a responsibility. I am trying to inspire people. I do want to bring happiness to people. And so thank you so much for putting that energy out, you know, doing the work that you're doing um, and, you know, collaborating with us because um, uh, clearly it, it, it helped something and, you know, even better, it helped you. So uh, that's, that's always good to hear when, you know, something we've done is, is able to help uh, someone that we're, we're happy to see happy. So um, thank you again, Matt. Do you have anything? Nope. I think, I think you guys did a great job. I was, it's always a pleasure to sit on the zoom call with you guys. Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, did you, I, I mean, we could put, you know, your links and everything, but is there anything that you, you wanted to, um, maybe, man, it's been so long. I already forget the word is not push. Did you want to plug, plug? That's it. <laughs> um, no, not really. No, not really. Okay, and we'll yeah. we'll get all your all your stuff uh, in the links. Can we also link to the other the, to the other podcast? 
other episode? Wow, you were asking me a question that I do not know. Probably. <laughs> I want to say may, maybe probably. Possibly. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise, But we will yeah. definitely link her socials down below. And you should go follow her. She is inspiring happiness every day. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I try so hard. <laughs> You're doing a great job, honestly. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> One of the few stories I like adamantly watch oh my goodness i've like, muted so many that <laughs> don't don't tell the people i follow oh, so funny uh well thank how, you how, how do we end this we say we say bye or something oh my god i don't remember I, it's been so long yeah, it has um i guess that's it for this week two bi-weekly this that's episode. it for this episode <laughs> that's <laughs> Um, we'll be back maybe this has been a struggle this this new episode thing has been a struggle for us uh, <laughs> but we'll talk to you guys soon all right bye bye bye, bye. <laughs>